Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Tuesday, and it's a rested Tuesday, Wayne. Are you feeling like you got a little bit more energy today? Am, am I by myself here? No, you're not. I mean, last week was was rough. Like, I felt like I was cramming in, trying to, because because of the early game, I was trying to cram in the shows, the this, the that. And so now, now I'm like, I need stuff to do, right? Yes. And, and now we're getting back to the regular schedule. Uh, nice few days off. I'm sure the players are well-rested. I know John and I are well-rested. But my energy is there. We are about to light up Levi's this weekend because we got the Bird Gang coming into town. And I can tell you right now, it's about to go down. That's right, man. I love it. You know, You got another divisional game, your first home divisional game. And, you know, part of, here's what we're going to cover. It's titled The State of the 49ers. I want to constantly always look back to see where the Niners are after a given week amongst the rest of the NFL. But we're going to look forward a little bit to the Cardinals. Um, we've got some really fun hypothetical questions that we got. We got Clayton, the mad scientist, is behind the scenes running the chat. So get your comments in. Today is the day we're going to be talking about all those comments. So we appreciate everybody that is here. We're thankful. Uh, this is huge. The 49ers, one of three undefeated teams in the nfl you got us you got the south beach 49ers and the miami dolphins and you've got the philadelphia eagles who put on a clinic yesterday we had nine undefeateds last week wayne now we're down to three you went from nine to three real quick is is it crazy to say that these are three of the best teams in the nfl currently it's hard to put anybody else up there with them 
yeah, man, I think I think these are three of the best teams. And regardless of how each of them have won their games, I mean, you have one team that just seems to offensively just put up a bunch of points. You have one team that's kind of like getting by. And you have one team that just seems super well balanced. I'll let you guys figure out which teams I'm talking about. But that's what you have. You have a well-balanced team. You have a team that's, you know, getting by on some nitty-gritty stuff, but they're winning. And then you have a team that just seems to be putting up crazy type of points offensively against these defenses that they face but these potentially are the best teams now i don't want to count out some of the two and one teams but they're pretty good too so 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 the season at some point will eventually shape itself out but as of right now it's only three out of three and no baby yeah there's no way if you're doing any type of power rankings whatsoever which power rankings don't really mean anything to the teams or to the players or anything like that but the way that it works is the 49ers got to be top three. And I would argue if somebody's doing a power ranking, anything and the 49ers are not top two, then I think there's a little bit of an issue there, but the good news is we got a lot of football left. We're going to get to see who's whom. Um, got to use the correct indirect object there, but I'm excited about this. Now let's focus. Did I do it right? I think you did I did it right. I did it right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Miss Janet would be so proud. Or of me. it could have been, it could have been who's who the who's who. Oh, so that's ah! past my grade level. That's I past know. my grade level. Okay, all right. My bad. English was my least favorite subject, uh, not going to lie. Uh, I just don't like the rules, man. I just want to have fun and tell stories. Hashtag history. Uh, that's that's the way it was. Now, let's go to – I put this poll on YouTube. And so if you are watching this um, on YouTube, the question's very simple. What? Who is the 49ers player that has surprised you most so far in a positive way? And I said, if other, put in the comments so you guys can throw that in the chat now. I offered four suggestions. Javon Kinlaw, Ronnie Bell, Jake Brindle, Jake Moody. So, Wayne, we'll turn it over to you. We'll let other people get their votes in if they're on the live um, video feed, which I want to say thank you if you are on the live feed. But if not, we still love you guys. Who stood out to you as far as the most surprising player for the 49ers so far? Read me the choices again. I, I oh, heard Jake, I heard Moody, Kinlaw, Brindle, and Bell. Ronnie Bell. Um, and there's more people we could put in there that are surprised in a positive way. Ambry Thomas, yeah, Isaiah I have one Oliver. going as well. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go with with um, I think I'm gonna go with Bell. Um, when I look at Javon Kinlaw, I expected him to have a good season this year. I expected him on a on a rotation to be a more dominant uh, interior defensive uh, player, and he's doing exactly that. I think he's the second, uh, third, excuse me, as far as in team pressures on this team, and he's playing great football. Uh, you're seeing him all the time pressuring the quarterback in the backfield running down running backs on the sideline and and it's always been health for him right and so like uh i think he got his body right i think his health is pretty good it's sustainable as of right now got a long season ahead of us but i've expected ken law to do that moody my expectations were through the roof i told yes, you that they were. I, I wasn't mad at us drafting a kicker uh in the third round especially that kicker especially with that name and the things that i've seen him do so i i already expected him to be fine so he's good um jake brindle after his uh first year starting last year I had no more worries about Jake Brendo. I knew he was going to be the starting center for the 49ers moving forward. They got him at a cheap discounted kind of a rate when, you, when you're paying centers. And he chose here. So at the end of the day, he chose to be here, remember? Because he could, was a free agent. He could have went elsewhere as well. 
And so I got to go with Ronnie Bell because this is a kid drafted in the seventh round. Now, I knew he was going to be a dog uh, when I talked to him at his in, when I interviewed him at the uh, in Mobile, Alabama. Like I, everything about him just glowed about being a dominant receiver uh, in the NFL. And he he's getting his opportunities and he's starting on special teams. And you can see that the more opportunities he gets, the more days he continues to stack, the better he's going to get. He went from not blocking to now he's one of the lead wide receiver, blocking wide receivers on this team. And you can see him continue to go up. So I, I'm a little bit surprised by how quickly, not that he's grasping the concept of the offense. That's not his, that wasn't an issue for me. It was, will he be able to block? Yep. Because that's going to keep him on the football field. And you saw what he's able to do. Yeah, he's he's fun. If you just look at, again, the overall PFS snapshot, uh, he's the seventh highest rated player on the 49ers offense. He's playing about 30% of our snaps, which you had that one IU game where he was out. And Bell filled in admirably. Is he Brandon IU? No. But you had the awesome touchdown catch. My favorite play of his was the tip pass. The tip ball that went up in the air. His awareness. He yeah. just Johnny on the spot, that bad boy. Uh, went and got it. And he's a seventh round pick. That that is huge, and I, I think that's that's the thing that's so cool. And you can throw in Ronnie Bell on special teams. He's the little engine that could as a punt gunner. He doesn't have the speed that most guys that go out there do, but that dude just will not be denied. And I, I think that's huge. I think that's huge, especially till Samuel Womack comes back, till Danny Gray comes back. Uh, I am curious who's going to be the punt gunner opposite of him this week because Trace Willen's not around anymore. Um, Anthony Brown got brought up. Maybe him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Samuel Womack's gone. Ambry Thomas should be. I don't know if he's going to be back this week. Ambry Thomas would be the guy probably. That, yeah. That if if Ambry's good to go, which he didn't practice yesterday. So if Ambry, but if Ambry's good to go, he's clearly the, the, the number one guy that's going to be on the gunner. Special teams is just better when he's out there. I know he's kind of last days ago in the past catching game for everybody that goes out there and they watch football, even though I don't think they really understand the scheme and fit of what mm. Steve Wilkes is doing. You're playing press man. So you got one guy up on guy and you got one guy off on the guy. You're giving up the underneath route. You're not getting beat over the top. Ambry Thomas at one point when he was playing was leading the team in tackles and now the Amador Lenore is leading the team in tackles so that's fun but look I think it's got to be Ambry on special teams once he comes back and when you get him and you get Womack back there then dang it our special teams will be back in lock I like that now you brought up Demo I had this I wanted to talk about Demo and kind of what he's been able to do Demo leads the team in tackles, which usually you don't want with your corners. There's right. definitely some issues there. However, why are we not talking about the fact that this dude has zero missed tackles? He don't miss tackles. I know you don't want your cornerback leading the team in tackles, but from this schematic sense of playing off the man, off like playing far off your man – I feel like you better make the tackle if you're going to give up the underneath route. And that's what's happening. Now, he also leads the team of penalties, but at the <laughs> those are some questionable PI calls. But at the end of the day, like, he's playing off of his man. And so he's not big enough, I think, to play that type of press man type of defense that you want to see. You kind of save that for, like, Mooney Ward. And, and you know, you can you, there may be a shift in – like as long as Steve Wilkes is here, who ends up being those type of DBs? But 
that's the defense that we're playing. It's the bend don't break defense. And we haven't gotten beat deep yet. And I don't plan on us getting beat deep at all. And at the end of the day, I mean, the most points we gave up was in against the Rams. And those points, every game that we've played in, those points are super subjective, right? I mean, damn, they came off of penalty drives. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're in great scoring position, field position to score. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, I think that's exactly, you nailed it. And so, like, again, what Steve Wilkes said, the two things we want to do, we don't want to give up big plays, we want turnovers. That's simple. How do and you stop big plays? You make tackles. Five interceptions, no force, no fumble recoveries, but five interceptions so far on the season. And I think we're tied for, like, sixth. At, it's like a seven-way tie for with teams with five interceptions. I don't know off the top of my head I looked at it. But that's good, and it's going to come. Yeah, I think you're right. And so, okay, here we go. Let's shift here. My man, Philip D. Oh, we got a super chat. Let's do this. Oscar. Oscar. 
That's what's up. He said, split a dime on me, guys. I love it. Put it there we go. Put I five on it, right? That's the song right there. I man. got five there on we go. it. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on the wide receivers coming up uh, post-2023. Oh, Samuel man. signed. Ayuk should be extended. Jennings is a restricted free agent. Bell's on a rookie contract. Should we keep all four? I'm going to say not only all four. The only wide receiver that is on an expiring contract is Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod, yeah. That's it. The four you mentioned are not going anywhere. Uh, I keep hearing people talk about Jennings being an unrestricted free agent. He's not because his first year did not count, count. as a contract year. So it told. So you still have those four. Now you need more than four wide receivers. Absolutely. But is there any question, Wayne, on the four wide? Like those four aren't going anywhere, right? No. I mean, you got your rookie who's going to be on a cheap contract for a while. He's going to continue. I mean, there's still like Danny Gray is still here. We're not talking about him. We haven't seen him yet. There's a possibility that Danny Gray is retained. I mean, he's still going to be under his rookie contract as well. And so, uh, like the only receiver I can see not coming back is Ray Ray McLeod. And let's see what happens with Ronnie Bell. Do they get him into the return game now? Like, does Kyle Shanahan and, and Brian Schneider, which you don't ever hear his name anymore, do they trust him in that sense? Or does Kyle Shanahan say, nah, bump that. I need this kid ready for offense, ready to go. And that's shoot. Shout out to Ronnie Bell for that because yeah. he had to prepare himself to be a wide receiver for this team. So um, Danny Gray could be utilized in that sense once he returns off of the IR. So I want to see where he plays. I don't know, John. I, Ray I, I Ray was Ayuk's backup last year. Correct. Now Bell's Ayuk's backup, backup last this year. year. You don't this change year. that. You don't no. change that. No, but Bell's, was... not, has, Bell's keeping his job. Okay, so here was what was crazy. First snap of the game against the Giants, it was it was uh, Ray Ray yes. and Debo on the field. It wasn't Ronnie Bell at first. Ray Ray plays all three. Yeah. Ray Ray plays all three. So coming uh, out in that what twenty one personnel, you had the two wide receivers was Ray Ray, were Ray Ray and Debo, which was interesting. But Bell, once he was inserted. Oh, man, like, the, you know, the offense kind of lit up a little bit. So we'll see what happens. And Ray Ray's still coming off of that injury. We don't really know what the hell happened. Like, we know he broke his hand or wrist or something, but then he was clear to super glue on it. Uh, something. Super gorilla. <laughs> super gorilla. Super gorilla glue. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it's so, like, it, it's weird. You know, what you do with those four, I think those four are automatics. You're keeping those. Um. And maybe you take some more flyers. Yeah, David, appreciate your comment, man, and subscription, uh, supporting the show. Keep all four. Ray Ray will be gone, will be gone. But yeah, you got to keep more guys coming in, and there's no doubt about that. But the fact that you have the four, that's a pretty nice stable. That's a pretty nice stable, and so we'll, we'll and figure it out. You continue to build off that, right? You still right. bring in those guys that you can get as far as your 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 older free agents, you know, your Chris Conley's, your your Willie Sneeds. Those guys will continue to find ways to be around. And then you draft again. Yes. <laughs> and I think if you're paying two top-tier wide receivers, Debo Ayuk, then the rest of the wide receivers going to be cheap. Cheap options. Rookie, drafts, veteran kind of free agents. That's what you're going to do. Sean says, to be honest, we might be looking at trading a wide receiver this year, similar to the Jeff Wilson trade. Not trading Ayuk, but maybe Ray Ray. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like if you get a bunch of backups, trade the expiring contract. That's what we did with Ray Ray. If somebody wants to overpay, that makes sense. I don't like it, but... Yeah, I, I totally, that makes sense, Sean. And I, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Let's say 
Danny Gray comes back and proves capable. Somebody offers us a fifth-round pick. Are you taking that, or are you saying no for Ray Ray? I think I'm saying I, no right now. I, yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't want us to trade Ray Ray, uh, but again, it's business. Um, but I just feel like, look, Ray Ray is a little dog. Uh, you, you watch him out there; he's blocking, he's he's doing all the intangible stuff, and his number is gonna eventually get called up. But that, look, Sean, that that's definitely a valid possibility. The Niners do look to move players and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So. It it's gonna be. I'm more I'm more concerned of who the Niners gonna pick up by the damn trade deadline. I think oh, I think that's what concerns me more. Happen. Yeah, and we'll figure it, it out. We'll it's figure go, it out. It's gonna be somebody. We're gonna be like, whoo! They do it every year, and this, my friends, is why they're extended. Yep. And let me say this before we finish this Ray Ray talk. The current 49er with the highest run blocking grade on the team, Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod, a 90.8. PFF grade. Juwan Jennings is second. Trent Williams is third. Bro, Ray Ray's that freaking good. I, that good. I I watched this film last week. I just finished it. So I just, like I watched it and I was just like, yo, this little motherfucker is in on the plays, bro. He's a trip, man. He's there a trip. There was one play that he couldn't push the defender out enough for Christian McCaffrey to slip into a little gap and it ended up being like, you know, a minimal gain or a tackle for a loss. But other than that, <laughs> that young man could block. I love it. I love it. Johan, what's up, man? He says, love from Ireland, hashtag Niner Nation. I love it. I like the uh, Roy Kent uh, AVI there. There we go. Um, shout out to, uh, I love that show. I missed the show watching, the, what's the soccer coach's name? What am I missing? Um, On Apple TV. What's it yeah, called? Yeah, Lasso. Uh, sorry. Yes. Goodness. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know the back. I know the characters, but not the name of the show. What's wrong with me? Um, Big Papa, what's up, my friend? Excited to be with Big Papa. He's going to be manning the grill this week, which I'm excited about because we have decided we're going to be doing bacon avocado cheeseburgers uh, this week, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I'm excited to get this menu put together. We 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 ain't doing anything light. And if you are coming to the game, we're going to come back to your comment in a second. But if you come to the game this weekend, come party with us. We're going to be over in blue lot number one. We got 49ers versus the Cardinals. Uh, we're going to have TVs. We got the London game this week. Our tailgate, we're going to be ready to serve food right around 10.15 to 10.30. So as soon as you come in, we're going to have everything set up. we got two TVs, one set up on Red Zone, one set up on you know one of the local games that are going to be on. So we're going to have the games going live. We're going to be having a good time, trivia, music, beer, liquor, homemade margaritas. We had a five-gallon bucket <laughs> of margaritas. We had a great time. Uh, remember, kids get in free with the ticketed adult. And shout out to Vicky because we're doing a girls weekend. So if you um, – this is for the ladies out there. We're trying to increase their presence half off for all females. So if you need uh, a ticket for a female, you just got to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. You pay through me. Everybody else, head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, get your tickets there. It helps us the earlier buy just so we know how much food and drinks. We've never not had enough food or not had enough drinks at any of our events. That's a point of pride for me. But you help us by knowing exactly how much we need to buy so that we can keep that streak going. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got there. So uh, get your stuff. Let's get to Paul's comment. Again, Big Papa, what he had there. He says, do we need any more picks in 2023? 
You look at our draft picks moving forward. We currently have 12, Wayne. We got 12 draft picks next year. You talked about getting somebody at the trade deadline. We've got all the ammunition in the world to go pick up some players. So back to his question, we're sitting at 12 picks. Do we want to sell any players? Uh, player, players, no. I mean, I think, I think we have tons of picks to move to get what we need if we're in need of something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the Niners only make that trade if they need it. Like, you know, uh, and and this is the cool thing, right? They're evaluating these guys right now. They're going through. They're seeing, like, who can st- who still might not be capable or if there's a crazy freak injury, then obviously they're going to use what they have to use to get it. But so the, I don't think they need the picks. I know we want the picks, but I don't think the team needs the picks, and this is why they're here. And they'll figure out ways to shore up picks for 2024 up to 2029 or whenever those guys' contracts ex- extensions expire. So, like, I just feel like the Niners are going to figure out ways they do it every single year to make sure that this team is contending for a championship. So do they need the picks, Big Papa? Nah. Will we like to see them draft in 2023 for sure? Will we draft in 2023? Yeah, it just might not be to the third or fourth round. There we go. Yeah, I mean, currently we have our own first, second, third rounder, plus two additional third round picks, one for the Carthon uh, D'Amico signing, one for McGlinchey. We got our own fourth rounder. We got another fourth rounder for the Trey Lance trade. Uh, we don't have our original fifth rounder. That was CMC trade. We lost that one. But we got a fifth round comp for Ebicom, fifth round comp for Ominahue, our own sixth, sixth round comp for Mosley, seventh round to own our own pick as well. So we got a lot. And I'll let you take this comment from Bose. 12 picks, boss. 12 boss, picks. He said it better. <laughs> the reload on this team can make us real dangerous. Yeah, it, it and it can, right? Uh, the way that the Niners continue. Now, now that the Niners have their base, right? They have that formula. They have the base. All they got to do is continue to find ways to reload. They draft certain types of uh, players that fit now what they created. When they first got here in 2017, it was tough. They were trying. They had. They 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 were inherited with with the team, and it wasn't good. They had to regut. They had a bunch of draft picks. They they spent draft picks. They wasted draft picks. They spent first. They they were terrible at drafting first round uh, players. Right? They terrible. So at the end of the day, when you look at it now. Uh, and, and, you know, in hindsight, you can say, all right, they had to do what they had to do in 2017 to kind of start building the culture here. Right. 2018, 2019, we had the Super Bowl run. 2020, we dealt with COVID and the injuries. 2021, we were back to contending. 2022, we were back to contending. 2023, this is the year of the Super Bowl. Yeah. There we go. I like that. Very, very well said. Um, Oh, what's up? We got a comment here, a super chat from Talking Head. Appreciate you. No diss on Purdy, but, man, I went to the USC game last weekend. I wish we were in on Caleb. Talking about Caleb Williams. Um, The thought uh, he goes to Arizona Rams is scary. So I got a question this week. So I was planning on getting to this a little bit later, but I want to pose this question to you. I haven't haven't asked this of Wayne just yet. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. I know my answer. Jared S. asked this on Twitter. You, you, you got to pick one of these two options. Okay, option one. You sweep the Cardinals this year. You beat them both games, but they get Caleb Williams. 
Mm-hmm. Or you let the Cardinals win both games to get you this year, and no way they get Caleb Williams. Which one would you pick if you're the Niners? I'm not letting the Cardinals beat me, period. I don't give a Thank who they you. Get. Like, Thank I don't you. know. You, they can have Caleb Williams and any other player that they want with all their draft picks. Wayne. But at the end of the day, they still not beating the 49ers. I win. That's what we do. Right. That's that's bottom line. You get your guys. I get my guys. Meet later in the parking lot. We're going to beat your rear end. That's just the mindset all the damn time. Now, Caleb Williams awesome. Hey, but you well, always we, take the wins. Yeah, always take the wins. And, yes, we have no option. I, I get so many emails, which is great, and I want them to continue. Man, if we do this, this, and this, and this, we can get Caleb Williams. First off, whoever gets the first overall pick this year is not trading it for anything. The Niners have zero opportunity to get that first overall pick. So, like, last year you had the Bears there and they traded out of it. That ain't happening. That was with a 5'10 quarterback. You're not doing that for Caleb Williams. I don't care if we offered six first-rounders and Nick Bosa. Caleb Williams is – which I would not do, obviously. But there's – nobody's trading for that first overall. Like, whoever gets it, they're going to get it. And the best news was not only did the Cardinals win last week, but so did the Texans because they have two shots at that overall pick. Um, And they did not get it, which is awesome. And I I don't know what – there's only how many defeated teams are there right now? There's the Panthers are 0 and 3. And if they get that, they're the one exception where if they get that first overall pick, they might trade it. That's it. Chicago Bears, yeah, they're taking a quarterback. Fields ain't it. Uh, that's done. Fields is that entire quarterback class just didn't work out besides Trevor Lawrence, which sucks because I like Fields. But are and, you with me? Do you think Fields is Fields is done, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think. I mean, at times Trevor Lawrence doesn't even look that great. Like I, that's just a that's just a weird class. I mean, he's the most potential to be successful as a quarterback in the NFL, but yeah, but yeah, nobody looks amazing. Yeah, like Fields just doesn't look good unless he's running the ball, and that's ain't what you want him to do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, we got the Panthers. They might pass on them, but I doubt it. The Minnesota Vikings would take them in a heartbeat. They've already decided Kirk Cousins isn't the quarterback of the future. It's his last year under contract. He, I think he's one of the guys that could be traded uh, before this deadline. Now, he has a no-trade clause, but he's with the 0-3 Vikings who have already said they don't want him. Anywhere he goes would want him. They'd probably have to redo his deal. The Denver Broncos, they're taking him 100%. Russ is done. They just got blown out by 50 at home. Um, so those are the defeated teams. So from a Niners perspective, you want the Texans to win and you want the Cardinals to win, but not against us. Right. Not, it's not worth it. Right. I I think, I think we're good there. All right. Deep breath. Uh, always win, (laughs) win every game. Always. (laughs) Now my man, Philip D asked this question over on the 49ers rush.com. Um, shout out to Philip. He says, man, can you talk about Kyle Shanahan scripted plays at the start of the first in second halves and why we always have success. Um, what is it about those plays? So Wayne, I'm going to let you kind of tee off this one a little bit and I'll, I'll jump in after you're done. Why is it that the 49ers always have so much success to start the game, 
uh, in the first half and the second half. What What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's because of the scripted plays. So, like, the coach has a set of plays that he feels are going to be successful uh, and what, what he's, you know, it's his game plan, right? So he comes right. out, and if you watch the first drive of the 49ers, if it's properly executed, nine times out of ten, it's going to put up seven points. And if not, uh, will result into the three points. Now, sometimes teams will come out, and they'll try to, you know, you'll, you'll make mistakes. They'll try to, like, combat those 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 plays. They'll, so many things can happen, but usually when Kyle's on point, it's almost impossible to stop his scripted plays, especially at the beginning of the game. So... When you watch this last game, it's a 15-play drive. I think what the plays might go from 1 to 20 plays when it comes to the script. And then and, and we stall, and then we end up getting three points. And then now we go back into, like, adjusting and kind of figuring out, like, all right, can we get our quarterback in the rhythm? How much are they blitzing? This is that and the third. So that gets rid of your script for a while. Then at the second half, you come back with something they've never seen before, and you try to set yourself up for another long scoring drive right and that is what Kyle Shanahan does you see it every single game those are his scripted plays it's just good that the other teams can't figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah well said when Kyle's in his bag it don't matter now you got it the pieces but you know I, with that dude's cooking it, it's ridiculous and you come out you move the ball my thing is Kittle gets the ball when Kyle scripts plays oh whenever the script is going on eight five He's involved. Whenever you start just kind of winging it, that's where 8-5 kind of not disappears, but you're not making a point to get him the ball. And one of my favorite things from going through the film this past week was any single time they were blitzing, 8-5 was the first read because him versus McKinney or their other safety. That was the match. That he was, was the killing them. That was, was the matchup. Oh, I freaking loved it, man. But there was times where, like, Brock just had – like, Brock – I thought Brock adjusted well to the blitz, but there were just times where the blitz was just like there was a all right. There were times the blitz was right there in his face, but then there was times that the Niners gave up pressures without blitzing where they were right in his face. So there were times he couldn't make that quick read, that quick throw, and he just had to get it out of his hand. And luckily, he didn't throw it into any harm's danger. So again. It's it's down to like the quarterback adjusting, the players adjusting. Like you you just learn as the game goes along on what's going on. But right. Kittle Kittle needs to be involved every game. Yes, he does. Uh can't be involved too much. He's been incredible. Shout out to Philip D. That's a Phil. he came up with the question. And that's the right. super chat, my friend. It was good hanging out at our Zoom hangout the other day, man. Really appreciate that. Um now let, let's do this. Let, let's transition. Let's talk about the Cardinals briefly. Okay, so many questions are we can't overlook the Cardinals this is a trap game, trap game, all those things. I'm sitting here screaming from the top of the roof. I'm going to go on a little rant here, Wayne. I hope that's okay. This is not a damn trap game. It never was a trap game. Mm -mm. It's not. There's nothing to underlook. First off, Gannon is the freaking head coach. He was the DC of the Eagles in the national championship game. Talk trash before the game. Talk trash during the game. Talk trash after the game. Screw that MFR. Like, no. Two, Wilkes is literally suing the team we are playing. So, you, come on, man. Trap my behind. This is no. about to be a commence. They about to commence an ass whipping on these Arizona Cardinals. I could tell you right now, Kyle Shanahan is coming in guns blazing. Steve Wilkes may just blitz on the first play just to take 
whoever their quarterback is, Josh Dobbs, out of the game. Like, I'm telling you right now, and on top of that, this is a divisional game. The, the, the Niners aren't going to sit there and lay the – this isn't uh, – uh, this isn't um, – uh, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. I, I will leave it at that. Like, this isn't those beautiful minds. This is some young bucks trying to get their way, and it's not going to happen against this type of defense or this type of offense. It's just too much going on. Yes. And I don't give a damn. Like, the, the idea of, okay, how do the Cardinals win? Very physical run game. Awesome. You don't do that to the Niners. Now, if they can establish a run game, then it's going to be a close game. It's a different I'm game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just because you rush for 222 yards on the soft-ass Dallas Cowboys defense with a bunch of finesse athletes, that's not who we are. We have not allowed what, – what, what's our total Dude, on rush yards allowed? We're giving so up 57 year? yards per game, bro. 159 total yards through three games. They gave up 188 <laughs> in the first half. It's different. It's, it's totally different. different. It's a, I, and I put that tweet out this morning. I was like, listen, I get that the Cardinals are the sixth ranked Russian team in the NFL. I get it. They, I get it. But they haven't played the third run defense in the NFL. Yeah. The third guess who's run the defense. third best rushing team? The San Francisco 49ers. And guess what their run defense is ranked? I don't. Yeah. 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 It's, it's at Come the on. bottom. This it, is a balancing. Now, shout out to Gannon. I feel like his team, he's coached them up well. They've been in all three games. The only game they weren't in was the one they blew out the Cowboys. But no, I'm telling you right now, this is a divisional opponent. You don't overlook divisional opponents. They just beat the Cowboys. So if you were overlooking them, now you're like, okay, they beat a good team. You had 11 days to prepare. They You played them. They played the opponent we played two weeks ago, so you've already started on their film. They claimed three of our damn players. Are you kidding me? What is the trap or overlook about this? This is a personal damn game. This is going to be the most violent game. Dre Greenlaw might get three personal fouls this game because I'm telling you, Wilkes is turning them loose. Loose. It's Listen, going – people will be hurt. This guy. I, I never I, want anybody to get injured. I'm, I'm this telling, is going to be a bloody game. I'm trying to tell people. I'm telling you, like, there's a lot of – like you said, it's a lot of personal ties to this team, to this organization when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not overlooking them, all right? But what I'm trying to say is that the 49ers and my best – Scar impression will be prepared. I'm telling you, they're gonna come out guns blazing. Just watch. I love that's what, one of my favorite songs of all time. That's what that's definitely they my the favorite. Remake, they cut that song. I, I know off. they, they oh, ended okay. a whole different song on the remake, which put the ratings of the remake down. Just it's because Jeremy Irons wasn't love me anyway. some Jeremy Irons, man. Yeah, anyway, sorry. The revenge game for Wilkes. I love that, Kali. I love that, Kali. Oh, West Coast Kings. I'll let you take this comment. He says, I'll I'll get a, <laughs> You know what? I'll get one too. <laughs> I, I will get another Green Law jersey if he get three flags this game. Listen, as long as he's punching somebody T foul, I'm all for it. Like, like, and I can tell you it's gonna happen. Listen, for just watch. Just watch. Just watch. Yeah. Wait, John. Is Greenlaw the fastest linebacker on this team? I don't think so. Oh, Let me... go back and watch the Giants film, bro. Now, okay, are we going off of you know I'm... film or are yeah, we going off of I'm going off of, I'm, I'm going off of film because I'm watching him run from side to side and 
too, like sideline to sideline way too fast. Sometimes I even miss it. He didn't run it. the 40 at the combine. Well, he didn't I, run I, it. Now we see why. That, like, he, he's like, I'll do it on the football field. John, Let me see if he, did his pro he was getting plays, tackles for loss. He was going at, at every position. He was in on every play. Did you see his stop and stutter go when he got the personal foul call? It was like, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I was wearing a Drake Greenlaw jersey. I, I was I was a couple drinks in, having a good time. And I st when that flag came out, I knew it was on Drake Greenlaw as soon as they threw it. I, I stood up and did the whole, yeah, Yo, baby. Like, he's he's scary. Care. He's scary. Don't He's care. scary. He's scary, dude. Tone setters. Tone setters. Yeah. I don't like the penalties. I, I get it's an issue. Yeah. But that dude changes the way teams play against us. Changes. Cowboys don't have a Drake Greenlaw. They don't have anybody like him. Nobody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Now, this Cardinals game, it's 14 points. Somebody asked me. The, the spread is just crazy um let, let me i want to check to see where the spread is currently because it was I don't plus give 14 damn. yesterday so you figure that's that 11 plus the three from the home being a home team where is it now 17 15 i i it's pulling up right now i'm on i'm on it guys i'm, I'm working the i'm working the phone lines over here let's see i've got it at where's where's the game at there we go 14 yeah i'm betting the 49ers cover i'm telling you right now this is going to be a statement game for either the Cardinals or the 49ers. I think it's and, going to be a statement game for the, just the whole NFC West. And I know we beat the Rams, but we still got to play the Seahawks twice. And we're going to come out and let the NFC West know that this is our division. And this is when yep. you do it. You took care of the Rams once, and now you got to take care of the Cardinals. And they took care of the Cardinals last year. And I know they're a little different. All right, and I get it, but they're missing a lot of their defensive players, and they don't have the same weapons to me on offense. So I just feel like this the the Niners just have to go out and do what the Niners do, and once they they do that, it's a it's a wrap. The next largest spread is nine and a half points, and that's the Chiefs against the Jets. They don't have a quarterback. We're five points past that. Like. They just beat the Cowboys. They played every team close, and Vegas is sitting there saying they're going to blow their ass out anyway, and that's what's happening. I I'm telling you right now, the Niners are going to open up a can. I'm not being nice this week. I'm not being nice. Niners ain't going to be nice. Now, if you want to bet yes, this and you want to go make some money, we're going to have our bets of the week up. Here's how you do it. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over. But yours has just begun with my bookie. NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But... Right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ers49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with... My bookie. 
All right, let's get to some comments and questions that have been coming in. And if you still want to get a question in, go ahead and post that. What's up, RTP? Matthew, the man. He says, did you see Juwan's interview where he emphasized, got to stop Dobbs from running, make him throw? Wayne, take it away. Yeah, I man, it's the game plan, and it's not just Dobbs. Just take away, just take away James Conner. You want you Dobbs can run all he want, but he ain't gonna rush for a hundred yards. And at the end of the day, like you take away their run game and you force him to throw. And you know what the Niners are gonna do? They're not. They're, they're gonna play the same type of defense they've been playing past three weeks, right? They're going to play off their man. They're gonna play underneath. They, those guys are gonna have. To, Josh has to be accurate, and if Josh can be accurate, then he'll get. Five yards, three yards, four yards, seven yards, occasional 11-yarder. But at the end of the day, the Niners' defense will adjust and they'll start putting the clamp down on him. So he can run all he want, but take away James Conner. That's the number one thing. You take away their main running back, force them to have to try to do some trickery runs with Rondell Moore and and Josh Dobbs. And I tell you, once Josh gets hit by this defense, he ain't going to want to run no more. I love that. And here's what's crazy is you talked about running the same defense. They were preparing for a mobile quarterback all last week against the Giants. Yeah. He never ran. He no. never ran. So you got that. Here it's going to be Fred Warner's going to be responsible for Connor in the run game. Dre Greenlaw is going to be responsible for Dobbs in the, the rush game. That's what it's going to be. And so yeah, I, I we say this all the time. Dre Greenlaw's at his best when he plays against mobile quarterbacks. That's his best asset. In sports, you talked about I'm how fast about, he was. Scared about the flags on that. Oh, they're they coming. They are coming. Um, I'm I telling you right now. now. I can see it now. At least Jimmy Ward isn't here anymore because that's the one that would literally tee off on a running quarterback. He never, he yeah. never understood the rule of the slide. So, <laughs> I think I, I think that. Greenlaw will be just. I think he'll be all right. Let them run. Let them run. That's all I got to say. So here we go. I want to update the poll that we put up to start the show. Players who have surprised you the most so far just on the results. Jake Brindle was fourth. The reason why I put up Jake Brindle was because his run blocking has surprised me. He he was always a good pass pro guy. His run blocking has been off the charts. Jake Moody and Ronnie Bell tied with 23% of the vote. Javon Kinlaw, 45% of the vote. As the biggest surprise, he is third on the team in pressures. He has a top five PFF score. Dude's living in the backfield. Absolutely love it. The depth on the defensive line is just off the freaking charts. Anyway, any shocks there, Wade? Not, no, I, I I, just knew. Like, the moment they signed Hargrave, I was like, oh, Kinlow's going to be all right. And it's because now he's not... Yep. He doesn't have to be the the workload. He doesn't have to take on the workload. It's never it was never his specialty in the first place. And so now he's going back to be he's going to be a rotational guy who would be fresh coming in and they're utilizing him more and more every game. His snaps go up. Why? Cuz his pressures continue to rise. Yeah. Let that sink in. I like this comment from Kali. He said he's not mentioned, but I think Gibson's playing at a high level too. Um you know, he's Gibson is just he knows his job. Always over the top, over the top, just no big plays allowed. Gibson's not the guy that's going to fly in there like Hufunga or Warner or Greenlaw. That's not what he does. He is just always on top and just keeping everything chill in front of him. Yeah, Gibson plays a certain role. You know what I mean? Like he is a tool, and he knows exactly what he's supposed to do and just always does exactly what he's supposed to do. So shout out to Gibson there. Shout out to Gibson. Next question goes to you right here. Wayne, take it away. 
Train wreck. Hey, Wayne, here's a question. How do you deal with East Ooh. Coast bias living on the East Coast? Nice question. I don't I don't know how I deal with it. That's a, that's a good question. Because <laughs> they always talk about these East Coast teams. Y'all get all like, it's just the way it goes. Uh, it's just, start- yeah, I'm just conditioned, I guess. Yeah, it, it's it's a mess. It's different, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people now are not paying near as much, not near as much attention to the national media. Like I talk to people that understand sports. Yeah. They're not watching the major network sports networks because it's just, it's gone to all clickbait. Yeah. It's, there's a reason why they have to go so extreme. It's because I think shows, not us, but shows like us for all, like you get straight Niners talk for an hour plus with us the whole time. Right. You watch over there. You've got four-minute commercials every seven minutes, and sometimes they talk Niners, and the guys that talk Niners don't even watch football, and it's all his name's not cool enough or who's he dating or his hair's not like – it's like, come on, man. What is – it's a clown show. Uh, So, yeah, I like that question. I like that question. That was a great question. Sean, he says, do we think Mason will get some meaningful carries? Nope. I don't think so. I wish he did, though. Golly. (laughs) He looked good, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked like he's supposed to look at the end of the game. He put the game away. <laughs> he did, but the game was already put away. He just came out there and ran the ball. Like, look, I don't think he'll get meaningful carries unless there's an injury. I think the I Niners think. have what they want at the running back. You, you got to get Elijah Mitchell into some type of back into some type of a rhythm with running the ball. So he got more carries last week. And so I think that's going to continue to rise, and then those guys will split. And the reason why I'm saying that is because you want Christian McCaffrey to continue to make those crazy explosive runs, right? So Christian McCaffrey gets 12 carries, but one is for 78 yards. Like, that's the explosiveness, right? And so you could kind of spell him now with a healthy Elijah Mitchell, and then you could kind of let those guys rest and then close out the game. Now, if the game is blown away, then, yes, I think Mason will get some of those meaningful carries, but – I don't think we need Mason at this moment. I think you want to keep him fresh too. You know how running backs get dinged up. The cool there thing will about be a time. Yes. And the cool thing about Mason is I think he can do what they need him to do. I don't know how great his pass pro is, but that might be his only knock. Only knock. Yeah. I will say this. Uh Mason is now a top five player for the 49ers offense on PFF in such and only four plays. Uh, four plays. There's four, four positive plays. plays, though. Four positive, four positive plays. plays. Yeah. yeah, I mean, loaded box, put the game you know, against their starters, broke two tackles, ran through a dude's face. He messed up that linebacker, man. He messed that dude up. It was awesome. Jolted him back just like, what the hell was that? I love it. Yeah. You messed up a linebacker. I'm in. And that's something that you, you can look forward to because – I think you're going to expect to see these defenses load the box. And if they do load the box and you can get Mason some of those meaningful carries, why run Christian McCaffrey or why run Elijah Mitchell right up into that loaded box? You can still run into a loaded box if you got a running back like Mason. Like, And so why not utilize him? I don't know. I don't, I don't know why Kyle Shanahan doesn't do that. I think it would make sense, but. It will happen. It will, just not now. Break glass in in case of emergency. That's when Mason's going to come through. There will be a time. Brian, uh, we'll pose this one to you. Why did? Why is it that the Niners are negative fourteen and the over under is forty five? That would be a thirty to fourteen win. Or can the Cards even score? Uh, going to hit fourteen. We'll let you take this one away. Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I I think the Niners give up ten points in this game. That's kind of bit where they've been. 
yeah, I, I think the Niners give up 10 points in this game. Uh, it'll help lower their your season average of, of points. I think the defense, I think what we're seeing from the defense is that they're just, the more and more they play, the more and more they're lock. Like the more and more they're in jail, the more and more they're in sync. And the the greatest thing thus far is going into week four with very minimal dinks, injuries, things like that. Now I know anything can happen on any given Sunday, on any given play, but you gotta look at that like health is wealth right now for the 49ers. Yes. And they kind of started this way last year. Knock on wood, week four. Things started to kind of like shift a little bit, but I think the Niners are just fine. I don't, I don't think their defense is going to give up much to this offense. I think their offense, I think the Cardinals offense is going to have to try to find themselves. I think they're going to force themselves to try to run the ball. Once the Niners start taking that away early, like I think they're going to force them to pass. And when they force them to pass, that's when the mistakes happen. So the Niners got a blueprint and they stick to it very well. And they make those subtle adjustments that they need to make. Yeah. 10 points. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I think the only way the Cardinals can win if this is like a 17-16 type game, you know, yeah. something that it's going to have to be ugly. It's going to have to be a lot of turnovers. And the, Niners I mean, just don't play that way. The Niners put up 30 points on the Rams defense, which is better than the Cardinals defense. So I'm going to go out and say the Niners are going to put up 30 on the Cardinals defense. So it won't be 17-16. And I don't see the Niners giving up 30. It's like clockwork, man. Every single freaking time. That's what's up. Look at Don't Bother Me. Who will be the offensive stud other than CFC this week? Ooh. I like this one. I mean, it's... Well, Ayuk is back. Ayuk is back. Um, they play, Kittle they play is man. known for his games against Cardinals, but Buda Baker's not out there, so he doesn't have the... Yeah. I thought this would be a Kittle red zone type of game. Um, who, who are their corners? Is it Jalen... Uh... They replaced everybody. Uh, Byron Murphy's not there anymore, right? No, he's gone. He's gone. So if we look at their defense, who's gotten the most snaps as I pull this up? Um, their corners, uh, Antonio, he's just he's rotated in. Their corners are at the bottom of the list. Marco Wilson oh, Marco has Wilson. not been good. Keytrail Clark, undrafted free agent I guy. A lot of people and Josh Woods. So three of their bottom seven oh, players about on to get PFF. Abused. Oh my gosh. This yeah. is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Their best defensive player is 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 probably Zaven Collins. Yeah, they're. I don't know, man. It's rough to look at this and be like, "Oh yeah," like they've got to feel confident here. But you could have said the same thing for them against Dallas. Shout out to Vicky. Uh, she called it in our chat. She called it in our chat the day of. Uh, that she the Cardinals that, would be the the yeah the, uh, yeah she she called us so shout out to Vicky she's she's incredible she'll be out there with us partying this weekend which is gonna be fun um so yeah uh, we'll we'll see how that goes uh, I think Kittle would be the answer that's just me personally let's get to a couple more questions and comments uh just want to make sure that we get all these um want to make sure we get them all West Coast King says I was in Dallas last weekend. Seeing my son at school, of course, Rocket Niner gear had several people yell out "Bang Bang Niner game." Oh, they out there! I like it. They're there, man. That's all I'm saying is it happens because you know I grew up there. I was rocking Niner stuff all the time, and that's what we do. That's what we do. Now for the rest of this week, do want to let you know uh, updates on the show. 
tomorrow morning, it's the Steph and John and Wayne show, which is, you know, grammatically incorrect, but that's, I love it, man. It's just <laughs> absolutely perfect. That's going to be 8 a.m. And then, Wayne, do we have a Friday show or a yep. Thursday show? Friday. What time? Friday, same time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard, or whatever the change of the Ooh. time is. I love it, man. I am yeah. so excited about this. It's going to be fun. Niners Nation. Uh, oh, I like this question. Again, into a little draft talk. He says, Joe Alt or Graham Barton would be the pick I'd like in the first round with Trent's future. I like Graham. I want to I tackle big time. I want to tackle last year. You know, Joe Alt with Notre Dame, Graham Barton with Duke. Duke. We've got – these are Dukes. good names that, you know, yeah. we have – we had Lakin Tomlinson out of Duke. We have Mike McClinchy, Aaron Banks out of, Notre, out of Dame. Notre Dame. These are system fits. Good names, Niners Nation. Uh, we, we'll be doing draft work all the time. It's always fun to look ahead. We got a lot of picks. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But uh, this will be the last question. Let's do this. Eric Eastland. I like that. The double E. Dallas has been living on turnovers. You take care of the ball like the Cardinals last week. They become mid real fast. I love that we're going to end on some Dallas hate. Uh, anything Always. you want to say about Dallas and uh, they're getting blown out by the Cardinals? Uh, you know, I mean, Dallas going to be Dallas because they because that going to be Dak. I'll leave it at that. But right now, I'm super focused on becoming four and zero and and defeating the Arizona Cardinals and remaining first place. Not just being undefeated, but I just love it when we're on top of our division. It just yeah. it just makes everything that much more sweet. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and take care of these, pluck some feathers off these birds, and let's get it done. Because we got a lot of bird games this season. We do. We have like four in a row later in, in the year. In a row. Bird, yeah. bird, 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 bird is the word. There we go. Now, um, I will say this. I, Wayne, is there a little teaser we could leave for the Dallas weekend? Because, man, All right. Dallas is your weekend, man. And I'm so pumped about this. The music video, hanging out, the tailgate. We got all these things. Uh, let us know a little something. All right, cool. So the weekend Dallas of the Dallas game, uh, I'll be out there in California. We got the 49ers rush. Uh, we got the tailgate on that Sunday. So let's go rewind. So Sunday's 49ers rush. Saturday, 9 a.m., I'll be shooting my music video. It's going to be at the Shoe Palace in San Jose. All right, so that's 2066 Business Circle Drive. I'm mad I know that junk by heart. Right, we're going to be shooting it at the Debo Samuel Mural and around in that area. So if you want to be a part of the music video, come on out. Now, if you want a free rally towel, all you got to do is go to uh, www.twben.com backslash RSVP, RSVP, and you'll get a free rally towel that weekend. If not, you got to pay for it. All right, so check it out. It's going to be a fun weekend. Right after that, we're going to hop on over uh, to Travis King's event from 12 to 4. So it's a gonna, it's going to be a crazy weekend. John, I hate that the Dallas Cowboys more than any team in Same. my life. I love my mom, but during football <laughs> season, we don't talk. Uh, she tried to make me a Cowboys fan, and I went the total exact opposite way, polar, and became a Niners fan. So love you, mom. Sorry for you, but your team's going down again. And it's crazy because, like, all my friends, John, Cowboy fans. It's mm. weird. Not mine, mine are Eagles fans. So like, That's it, even it's more weird. weird. That's yeah, even, that's crazy. We we break in the mold, but that's what it is. This has been a great show. I want to say thank you to Clayton, uh, Wayne, as always. Yeah, just the best man. You you always bring in. I appreciate you, and for everybody that watches, and we really appreciate all the support. If you haven't subscribed to Wayne's show, please go do so. But come out in person and support this man and what he is doing for the community. 
I'm so pumped about next weekend, man. We're going to have a blast. So, Wayne, with that, take us out of this show. Uh, Let's wrap it up. I just want to say thank you for always remaining faithful. Stay faithful. Stay strong. We'll see you on Friday, baby. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.